So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday morning. I hope that you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So if you've been following me for a little while, you know that over the last several weeks, I've really been focused on issues around metabolism and movement and activity and energy eating and how our body works and how all of that fits in. Because obviously, if we feel good, then we know that our self-care is actually working for us. And so I'm super, super thrilled for my guest today. Um, my guest today is Dr. Kylie Burton. She is a functional med- medicine specialist. And she and I were able to connect online. And she is an expert in, in evaluating and interpreting labs. And I really think right now with all the focus, especially with the COVID pandemic and all the focus on what are good things to invest in? What are good things to look at as far as how we can take care of our bodies so that we can keep our immune system strong and keep our bodies and our metabolism functioning the way that they should? A lot of it really comes down to raw numbers and how we can interpret what our labs mean. And unfortunately, there's so much confusion out there about that. How in the world are you supposed to understand that? So this is Kylie's wheelhouse. So I'm super excited to have her here today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Allison. I loved the intro. And labs can be so confusing. So let's dive in and make yes, them let's so do that. simple. You will understand your labs better in the next 30 minutes than your doctors understand them. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is going to be so great. So, so let's talk for a little bit about, quote unquote, what is when a doctor says, I'm going to run labs, what does he usually mean? Or he or she mean when they say that? They're going to, they usually run a basic panel of labs. Uh-huh. Um, it could be anywhere from a CBC. I, I always pray that it's a CBC with differential and, and back in medical school, I didn't, I didn't care about the differential part. Uh-huh. I didn't understand those pe- that piece of the puzzle and how it can be so critical. Uh-huh. And now when I, when I request medical records, I get furious if the doctor checked the wrong box. 
Yeah. They didn't include the the differential <laughs> portion. So usually it's just a CBC with differential. Sometimes, you know, if you've had a thyroid panel ran, they're going to run a TSH and they'll say, oh, your TSH looks good. You know, your thyroid's fine, but yet you have all of the symptoms. Uh, it's like, uh, you know how you feel. So you're sitting there saying, so what are you saying? I'm crazy. Yes. Yeah. And so many times when we get this blood work ran, we feel like crap. We're just feeling off, especially as us mamas. And then we go get the blood work done, whatever blood work it consists of, whatever, however good your doctor's feeling that day, however many labs he wants to take or they want to take. And then it's like, oh, you get the lab results back. Oh, you're normal. Um, you should feel fine. Maybe go see a counselor. It's probably anxiety or depression. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So then you say, then you have the inner battle fight where it's like, okay, well, if I'm normal, if I'm supposed to feel like this and it's normal, why can so-and-so go cook and clean her house and then still read bedtime stories to the kids at night? And I can't. Yeah. And then, and then, then it's really starts that whole negative self-talk cycle, you know, well, what the hell is really wrong with me? You know, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Yeah. And then they turn to, you turn to Google MD and ask Google for help. And then you create all of these diagnoses in your head. Yeah. And I've even had husbands ban their wives from using <laughs> Google because they <laughs> have taken it to such an extreme that it's literally causing crazy, crazy anxiety yeah. and turning mama and wife upside down. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's, it just goes to show you, people just want answers. People want their questions answered and they just want answers. And that usually means just getting good, solid information. Right. And it's, it all comes back to that question. Why? Yeah. Why do I feel like this? Yeah. Why do I have chronic fatigue? Yeah. Why can I not lose energy, lose weight? Why can I just not have the motivation to go to the gym or I, I go to the gym, but I still feel like it, it, either I'm exhausted afterwards or I get back on the scale and it's like, you gained a pound today after running my guts out for 45 yeah. minutes. I was just going to say, um, so let's, let's talk about what do you think in your professional opinion, what are probably the labs that are most commonly misunderstood by people and and which ones do you think are the ones that, especially as women, that we really need to be, keep our eyes on and looking out for. Oh, that's so good. Um, most people would think thyroid, but I'm going to go against that. And I'm going to say the most valuable lab you can have in your possession is a CBC with differential. Ah, but okay. So, you so let's define what's, have, what CBC is for my audience. I know what it is, but let's define what that is. So the CBC is the number one lab that your doctor takes on anything for anything. It's like, oh, well, I don't, you don't feel good because of XYZ, let's take the CBC and uh-huh. maybe they'll run some labs in addition to it. It really depends on the scenario. But if you've ever had blood work taken, I guarantee you, you have a CBC and uh-huh. it contains things like a white blood cell count and a red blood cell count, and then a whole bunch of other things. And then you get down to the differential portion, which is the neutrophils and the lymphocytes and the monocytes and all of these markers, you want them to be normal. That's the thing. Is yeah. You want these markers to be normal. If they're not normal, then it's like, oh, well, you have liver disease. Take this pill and manage your symptoms for the rest of your life. Or, oh, you have MS. Take this injection for the rest of your life to, uh-huh. to quote, manage your symptoms. Like uh-huh. it's all about giving, getting the labs to identify what disease you have. And then once they put a label next to your name, now you have the pill that you can take or the injection that you can take if it's like Humira. Uh-huh. To, 
quote, manage your symptoms for the rest of your life. Yeah. And to me, that's not good enough. I don't yeah. want to just manage myself. I want to rock my life. I want totally. to feel good. I want to be the mom I want to be uh, for my three-year-old and my 10-month-old. So the way that doctors are taught to read labs, it's just so wrong. And it's not that the doctors, we all want to help people. We all get into the medical system to help people. Uh-huh. But the toolkits that were given in school suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love how real you're being. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real because during school, I was, I had this lady come in. She had, you know, everything under the sun. We had to dim. We had to find a black blanket in the clinic to put over the window because even a smallest bit of light was too much stimulation for her migraine. Uh-huh. And she'd been living like this for years and all the MRI tests, the CT scans, the blood work, it all came back normal. And so for me, it was like, okay, if I look at her the same way everybody else looks at her, I'm going to get the same results. And that's not okay with me. Yeah. Because if, if she's, if she's getting the, you know, if everything according to the labs is okay, then, then as a, as a consumer, what are you supposed to think? Unless someone points you in a different direction. Right. So if we take these labs, like the CBC that we're talking about here, the most valuable lab I think you, anybody can have, and, and we all have it. You take this lab and, you, and we're going to use one range, okay? Uh-huh. one marker. So this one marker is called the white blood cell count, the WBC. If you're yeah, thinking and, and, just, fatigue, and just for our, for our audience, the white blood cells are what your body calls up when something's not right and you're trying to fight something off. It's part of our immune system. Yes. Yep. For sure. Right. And if you've, if you've been thinking, you know, I have all these symptoms, nobody can figure out what's wrong with me. I've tried the Western medicine. I've tried natural medicine. I've tried alternative holistic. I've tried just about everything and nothing has helped. Um, This is where I'm going to teach you how to read your labs so that you know exactly what's going on inside your body. And you can know right this minute because you have this lab in your possession. Fantastic. So the white blood cell count, especially for chronic fatigue, like any type of fatigue issues, listen in. White blood cell count is usually, you know, anywhere from three to 14 or, you know, depending on the lab, it depends on whatever range that they created is quote normal. We want to take that normal range and we want to condense it and we want to call it the ideal range or the functional range. No, I didn't come up with these ranges. A, doc- a doctor by the name of Dr. Oh my gosh, it just left my, left my na- mind. Dr. Dr. Karizian, he's Uh one of those who has a million letters next to his name and somebody needed to do the research and and figure all this out for us. Yeah. Alphabet soup. (laughs) Yeah. He's the one that did it. So the white blood cell count, the normal range is whatever your lab deems it to be. And that's something like if you're to try to find your favorite restaurant anywhere between California and New York, that's Uh literally what a normal range is trying to do for you. Good luck. Which, right? which obviously to me, when you put it like that, it leaves it really open to interpretation. It can mean anything. Yes. And it's, and the ideal number is different for everybody. Yeah. Whether it's a white blood cell count or whether it's a thyroid panel, you know, a TSH is what most people take for the thyroid uh-huh. and your TSH normal lab range is from 0.5 to 5.5 on average. And you're like, well, I don't have energy. My hair's falling out. Um, I can't lose the weight. I got brain fog and constipation. I've got all of the symptoms. Uh-huh. So why are my thyroid labs good? Well, that's the same point of your TSH marker and found trying to find your ideal number between 
5.5 and 5.5 is like trying to find your favorite restaurant between California and New York. I love that analogy because that makes so much sense. It's like just because it's normal doesn't mean that it's okay. Right. So, well, we're going to take that normal lab range and now we're going to say, okay, let's try to find your favorite restaurant somewhere in Florida or somewhere in where I am, Utah, or you're out in North Carolina, South Carolina or North Carolina. I'm in North Carolina, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So let's just take a smaller chunk of area, which is what we're going to do with the lab ranges, take okay. the normal lab range, make it smaller. And then we're going to say, okay, if you fall outside of this range, now you feel like crap, but not enough to make it a disease or a diagnosis. Okay. So the white blood cell count, we're going to take it and we're going to condense it. And we're going to say it's between five and eight. And this usually works across the board, international labs as well. I've seen, I've seen labs from all over the world. So between five and eight is your ideal range for a white blood cell count, WBC. If you fall less than five or greater than eight, now your body is fighting this hidden low-grade infection, something that no lab test is going to detect. If you're going to go find, if you're going to go get tested for Epstein-Barr virus or C. diff or chlamydia or H. pylori or E. coli, all of these infections that we think of as far as getting a specific test done for, they're all going to come back negative because you don't feel crappy enough to have it be positive. Right. But yet it's still this low grade hidden infection that your body is constantly fighting. And if you're constantly fighting something, you're going to you're going to have a really hard time thriving in any way that you're doing. And you can know that specifically from the one marker that you keep getting told is normal. It might be normal, but it's not ideal. Yeah. I love it. That's the number one thing. Any takeaway, whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking, get a hold of your labs, whether it's a patient portal or you have them physically, or you have them on your phone, whatever it is, go look at that one marker and say, is my body fighting something? What is it fighting an infection? If it is then one to remove it, we always think about this word stress, right? Uh-huh. Totally. Have, it's way, what use so much these days. Yeah. We have external stressors. And I always say to my mamas and people that I work with, I'm like, okay, if I were to say to you, what in your life can you get rid of right now? They always pause and they think, I don't know if I can get rid of anything. I could, I'm a mom. My, my job is 24 seven. I'm lucky if I get four hours of consecutive sleep a night. Uh-huh. Um, and I work a job and I'm trying to bounce the kids in the house at the same time. Like there's no, that's life. That's yeah. the way we live right now. Yeah. So saying to somebody, you got to eliminate your stress some in some way, shape or form like that. It can be very difficult. Now you can add in meditation and, and breathing techniques. And, and for me, it's like, I just want five minutes in the shower by myself. Yeah. That will be my de-stressing time during yeah, the or day. 10 minutes with my coffee in the morning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just peace and quiet. Yeah. No one else is calling my name. Just let me do my thing for a couple Uh, minutes. But if we can say, what if there's a stressor on the inside of our body that we can get rid of? And now all of these external stressors don't have such an impact on us because we're not fighting something on the inside too. Right. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's, it's, it's not so much about eliminating the stress, but it's more about understanding a where it's coming from and how it's making us feel. Right. And then as far as the internal stressors, we can identify what those are with the labs and get rid of them. So your body can handle the external stressors way easier. Yeah. 
So let's let's talk about what those internal stressors are. How would they show up on a lab? The well, number one is that white blood cell count. Okay. The, the WBC. Okay. That's uh-huh. when identified the most common stressor. I'm, I mean, I pulled thousands and thousands of labs at this point, and I can always find, not always, 90% of the time, I can find some type of infection. Now, you have to get deeper into the labs to figure out what type of infection it is. And most commonly, it's a low-grade virus uh-huh. of any kind. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't tell you the name of it. I can just say that your body's fighting this low-grade virus. And, it's- and viruses are going to be around forever and ever. That's just yes. the way it is. Yeah. Yes. And they're very mis misconcepted. Mis- yes. Yeah. Well, let's not even walk down that road. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the most common is the viral component, right? Uh-huh. And the second most common infection would be this bacterial component. And I've seen a lot of people, they take the E. coli, the H. pylori, the all of these bacterial infections that we think of, but what we don't think of are these low grade, my bowels just aren't quite working. Sometimes I feel constipated. Sometimes I'm feeling more on the diarrhea side and it just floats back and forth. And I never really know on a daily basis what my bowels are doing. Right. That would be like the low grade bacterial infection. Uh We can, we can give that a name and we can call it SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or CFO with Uh the fungal component. Um, but that's what, those are the two most common low grade infections that I find. And Uh then as we're going through this and we're talking about this white blood cell count, don't go running to your doctor and telling them that you have an infection because they're going to laugh at your face. Yeah. They're not trained to see the numbers the way I'm telling you to see them. Yeah. I'm telling you to see them as me saying, now you can take charge and you can understand what your labs are saying. So even though they're normal, they're not ideal. And now I can go from, I'm a tired, exhausted mama to, Hey, I have energy to take my kids to the park tomorrow. And maybe we're even going to go to the aquarium the next day Mm because I've got my energy back. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, what really, what you're saying is, is that not only do we need to be a detective in terms of what's going on with us, but be a detective in terms of, of learning what this information means for us. Right. Yeah. So the most important lab test is that CBC with differential because you can discover what the biggest source of stress is on the inside of your body. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to not only whether or not you have an infection, you can determine, is my body able to use B vitamins efficiently? Or am I struggling to take B vitamins and convert them into a usable form so I can use these? You can identify that on the labs as well. And you're thinking, well, why do I care about B vitamins? Well, B vitamins are required for your body to take food and convert it into energy. Absolutely. I was just talking about this last week in my Facebook community, how, you know, B vitamins are what, you know, help us get the energy from the food we eat. Uh-huh. And this lovely little thing called mitochondria. Oh, I love the mitochondria. <laughs> yes. You can identify all of that just through this regular blood work that your doctor takes, your insurance pays for, which is always nice. Uh-huh. And then not only in addition to that, you can determine, am I, do I have enough iron? Iron is important because if we don't have enough iron, oxygen cannot get to our cells. Yes. Iron's the transporter of oxygen to our cells. And so if we're saying maybe we're floating on this iron anemia side or our body's not able to utilize the iron well, now it doesn't matter what I do. My cells can't 
get those energy that they need, yeah. the fuel that they need from the oxygen. You yeah. can learn that from a CBC too. And, and you know, thinking, iron, iron is so iron and B vitamins are both, you know, a critical part of metabolic health. Right. It's a very critical part of like everything under the sun. Totally. I would say yeah. Iron, B vitamins and vitamin D. Like those ah. are the three top dogs. If you just want to feel better, if you want to just get a little bit more energy, a little less anxiety, depression, start off with iron, B vitamins and vitamin D. Oh, I love it. I talk about vitamin D quite a bit too. And, and honestly, with the COVID pandemic, you know, we've, I've seen a little bit more focus on vitamin D with people because of its role in enhanced immunity. Uh-huh. That's what I take. We've, we've been able to stave off all infections and illnesses in my house over the winter. I mean, we just take vitamin D. Yeah. So, so when you're, when you're looking at this CBC, the next time you go to your healthcare provider or whatever, and you ask for a CBC or they run a CBC, Everything that we're talking about is right there for you in that CBC. Right. And you're going to get told it's normal and that's okay. Just yeah. tell them, just tell them that you want a copy of your labs and you take it home and you listen to the po this podcast and you say, okay, I now know that I'm fighting an infection and I'm pretty good on my white blood cell. I mean, my iron and my B vitamins, that's all of the six markers underneath the white blood cell count. So you're talking red blood cell, MCV, MCHC, and we could keep going down the list, but that's just science rambling. Then at the very bottom of this is where it gets really fun. And that's where it's like, oh my gosh, I have missed this for the last 10 years. I've got these numbers right here that nobody has bothered telling me anything about or even mentioning that, that it could be a problem. Uh -huh. And I've had somebody say, like I pulled this lab and it was um, a white blood cell count was like 18.9. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh my heck, that's one of the highest labs I've ever seen. And, and I asked her, I said, what did the doctor say to you when you got these labs? And he, she's like, well, he just said that that marker was high, but it was fine. It had nothing to do with how I felt. And the, the funny thing is, is she was getting, a, she had like this frozen shoulder, basically. Uh -huh. And she woke up one morning, a couple months ago, and 31 years old, two kids, young, two kids, and her, she couldn't move her shoulder. Uh -huh. Then it started to creep into other joints and the pain began to it began in other joints. And every single time she'd go to the doctors or she'd go to the chiropractor, she'd go to um, the massage therapist. They always wanted to focus on the shoulder because, you know, that's where the pain is, right? Yeah, right. Well, cortisone injections, manual therapy, nothing helped. Nothing was fixing this shoulder. So I pulled her labs and I saw this, this number and I said, well, that's your problem right there. And she's like, well, how on earth does an infection affect my shoulder? I said, well, an infection is going to affect everybody differently. Yeah. But what's happening is your body was fighting long enough that it finally just threw its hands up in the air and the weak spot in your body was your shoulders. Well, and I've always said that out. infection is systemic. You know, it's always going to show up in other places that we, yes. don't, we don't think of. Yeah. And then if you're thinking, well, I have a whole list of symptoms and nobody knows what to do with me, or sometimes I feel great. And sometimes I have these awful days, uh -huh. go back to this infection concept, because if you think about it, we can have, we're constantly fighting a virus. We have viruses in us. Yeah. All the time. All the time. It's just a matter of, is it active? Yeah. And how active is it? Mm -hmm. Or is it more dormant? So mm -hmm. I'm feeling great. I've been a great week and a half. That virus is more dormant. And then you get into this, oh my, three days of just miserable. Why? What is my problem? Now it's more active. 
Yeah. And the ghost well, is and, way and you think about you think about how viruses can become more active within us. And that's where when we let our immune systems get worn down through increased stress or not sleeping and resting or not being active or whatever else, it's it's like it's just all, we're always on the seesaw. So our body's always trying to keep equilibrium. Right. And the more we can do these de-stressing techniques and the more we can manage our outside stress, the less of these guys are activated. Yeah. You know, you hear the moms are like, well, I was fine through baby two. And then baby three is my body just broke down and it's never been the same since uh-huh. that labor and delivery was your stressor that yeah. activated X, Y, Z, whatever infection it is, or whatever was activated inside you, yeah. to make your body shut down. And I've seen research to say that the most common activator of type one diabetes is this active viral infection. Same yeah, thing I've actually met that too in several and autoimmune diseases. Yeah, totally. Viruses really a- attack the, the most, the weakest part of our bodies in general. So back to your example of the woman with the frozen shoulder. I mean, that just happened to be the weakest part of her body because, you know, for one reason or another. So that's what the virus attacked. And that's why her numbers were so high. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So three months later, we've attacked the virus. We've killed off the low grade bacterial infection. She's fine moving her shoulders, moving her joints pain free. Yeah. You know, 31 years old. And I I didn't touch her shoulder. I didn't touch her joints. We just figured out what's causing it and removed it. Well, and it just, it just goes to, you know, being able just to, you know, ask yourself questions. Is this normal? I know how I'm feeling. And is this really, is this happening? What's really happening to me, you know, and be a, be a, learn to be a detective a little bit. Yeah. Never accept it. Like if your doctor keeps telling you your labs are normal, it's just because you're a mom. Don't accept that. Yeah. Motherhood is exhausting. I promise you I am one. Yeah. But there's a difference of being absolutely exhausted from motherhood and being absolutely exhausted because your body's fighting something on the inside too. Yeah. Well, we just, we have to always be tuned in to how we're feeling and where possibly that could be coming from. You know, it's, it's, you know, we're the best judges of how we feel. Correct. You know, in general, rather than just saying, well, everything's fine. You're just overloaded. You've just got too much on your plate. You know, that whole idea too. And I'm like, yeah, I do have a lot on my plate, but I also know how I feel. And I know that something's not right. So I love it. You're spot on right there. So whatever shoes you're sitting in, take charge, be empowered, grab your labs and know that it's not me. I'm not going crazy here. Yeah. It's me. My body's fighting something and it's communicating signals to me. And now I know what those signals mean. I love it. This has been so, so helpful. And I know that for so many people in my audience out there, all of this information is just going to be like gold, like just super gold. And I just, you know, coming back, I think I loved what you said about the fact that just because it's normal doesn't mean that there still couldn't be a problem, you know? And I think we, we, that's where it's on us to really ask questions. Yeah. And we we don't want to go blaming the doctors either. The doctors are doing the best they can with the toolkit that they have. Yeah. When they're trained to say, look at labs and either it's, it's either a diagnosis or it's not. Uh-huh. And if they don't know what diagnosis it is, then they don't know what treatment to put on next to it. Yeah. Now we can yeah. say, I don't, I want to have normal labs because I don't want to have some disease plastered next to my name, Yeah. but I want to be able to take those labs and say, okay, this is why I don't feel good. And I'm going to change this fact. So in 10 years, I can still be the mom I want to be. Yeah. And live the life that you want to live. Right. You know, that's really what it's about. So 
So well, let's freedom, say someone, that is health. Yeah. Let's say someone out there is listening and they're really feeling encouraged by this and feeling like, you know what, I'm going to take a closer look at my labs, but I'm, I'm not, I don't really know where to start. What would you tell them? Start off with that white blood cell count, the WBC. If it's less than five or greater than eight, we got some type of infection going. And then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more of the secrets. Okay. Okay. It gets a little dicey. So I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. But if your okay. pattern doesn't fall like this way, it's okay. There's still, it's just one pattern keeping it simple. So the white blood cell count will tell you infection, yay or nay. And then you're going to jump down to that differential portion. This is the portion that I'm like freaking irritated when a doctor takes, checks the wrong box. Uh-huh. It doesn't include the differential part. And the differential part just means that there's an additional couple markers on uh-huh. the CBC. That's all it means. Those additional markers, they're called neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, basophils, and eosinophils. All, all that off all the top of my head. different kinds of white blood cells. Yes. Yeah. And those different types of white blood cells will determine what type of infection your body is fighting. Uh-huh. Okay. So the neutrophils, their job is to fight bacteria. The lymphocytes, their job is to fight viruses. Monocytes, Epstein-Barr virus is also known as mono. Uh-huh. Monocytes, virus. Eosinophils fight parasites. And basophils, I've never seen those guys off, so I really don't know what they do. <laughs> uh, okay. But the well, most but it, important- just, it just goes to show you that it's the more specific you can be. And again, this goes to being a detective and asking the questions, you know, like, you know, exactly what, where, where is my problem coming from? Right. Yeah. So now you can go back and look at your labs and say white blood cell count less than five, greater than eight infection, yay or nay. What type of infection jump down to the those markers that we just talked about, the neutrophils, if that's high, now we're thinking bacterial. If lymphocytes are high, now we're thinking viruses. Eosinophils yeah. are high, parasites. Monocytes uh-huh. are high, viruses. And that really gets down to now you know exactly what your body needs to tackle so you can start thriving in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and then, then, you, then it's a completely different set of questions that you start asking, you know, and then you can potentially get the answers that you need. Yeah. Fantastic. Just, I love it. I, so I love the it. CBC is by far the most important lab you can take. And I guarantee you have it. You just need the right person reading it. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. I love it. So where can people find you? They can learn more and especially about how to learn to read the labs and get into behind the scenes of the why to their health issues on my podcast called beyond the diagnosis. Okay. With me, Dr. Kylie. Beyond the diagnosis. Outstanding. Well, for anyone out there listening that wants to learn more about Dr. Kylie and listen to her podcast, if you've got a specific health concern or whatever, just click on the link to her show, which will be right here and which is right here in the show notes. So you definitely want to check that out. I know I'm going to. So um, any parting thoughts? Never accept normal labs as being a problem of yourself. It's not you. It's the inability to read the labs the right way. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for making time to uh, to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Allison. I love it. My pleasure. So if anyone out there is feeling, hopefully listening to our conversation, if you're feeling like 
whatever problem you're struggling with has been overlooked, or maybe you just haven't looked at it in the right way, that this is this is definitely something you can check out. And the good news is, is that this is a, a test that's very easy for you to get. I mean, super simple. So, so I hope that this has been helpful for those of you out there. Um, I just want to take a moment before I sign off and tell you all how grateful I am for all of your support of my show and my audience and all of my wonderful guests and everything that we've been able to do in this space since we started on the air about 18 months ago. We're going to be coming up on our two-year birthday this summer. And more importantly, we're going to have episode 100 right down the road. So I've already got some special plans for that. But none of that could could happen without your support, without your encouragement, without all of your emails and all of you that write to me on a weekly basis and talk to me about about what we do and, and an episode that particularly moved you in some manner. And I just want to tell you how grateful I am for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. This is exactly why I do what I do every day um, to make a difference in the fitness and the self-care space, because how you do you is a journey and it changes with how you change and how you evolve as a person. And based on the conversation I had with Dr. Kylie today, it's really all about the questions you're willing to ask yourself too. Um, And not to be intimidated to do that. So If you're feeling inspired and you're interested in becoming a supporter of the ultimate journey of self-care, please head over to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and click the podcast tab. And we have three unique ways that you can support us, all with a gift and a swag bag that we will send you as our token of thanks. Um, These are all one-time contributions, as little as $10. It all helps us further our mission and our message because my mission on this planet is to share the gift of a fit life with 1 million lives strong. Um, And this is just one way that I do that. So if you're not in my private Facebook group, please find me on Facebook in Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do all kinds of free challenges and everything in there on a monthly basis. And with March being National Nutrition Month, we're doing, I do a weekly live show in there every Tuesday. And so you can get all kinds of good value and good information in there as well. We've got an amazing group of people there. So please know that you are always welcome to join us there if you have not done that already. This is Allison Katzkowski with the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.